Hello. Welcome to Public Affairs and WRBH. I'm Lynn Koppel, and today we're joined by two people who have something very interesting to talk about. The first one is Marianne Caffone. Hello, Ms. Caffone. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me, Lynn. And she's with an interesting organization, Growing Local Food Collaborative, the Growing Local Food Collaborative, I should say. Tell us what that is and what it's doing in our community, if you don't, if you can. Sure. So the Growing Local Food Collaborative is what it sounds like. It's a group of various organizations that have come together to address food injustice in New Orleans. And so I'm actually the executive director of one of the organizations, Recirculating Farms Coalition, and the other organizations in the collaborative are Liberty's Kitchen, New Orleans Food Policy Advisory Committee, Sprout Nola, and Top Box Foods Louisiana. Now, I know what Liberty's Kitchen is. I've been there a number of times, um, and it's a... It's, I think, located in the near the whole in the Whole Foods on Broad. Am, am I right? And uses local foods. What do the other ones kind of do? How how does this work in our community? Yeah. So Liberty's Kitchen is in the Refresh Collaborative Building, and mm-hmm. actually, so are all the rest of us. Okay. So some of this came about um, because we are physically in the same space and started working together across programs simply because we saw each other every day Mm -hmm. and realized that there were some interconnectedness um, between the organizations. So the other organizations, uh, New Orleans Food Policy Advisory Committee, um, we're all members of that and actually I'm the vice chair this year. That is an organization that works to change um, policy and laws related to food and farming and related matters. And so we each get to participate in changing public policy and making sure that the laws help support local businesses, farmers, and just generally um, creating a more just food environment in New Orleans. Tell us about what the... Excuse me, go ahead. Sprout NOLA is a farming support organization. They work to help professionalize the local farming industry. And Top Box Food Louisiana does food distribution, getting fresh food out to the communities. And our organization, Recirculating Farms, we're an innovative farming organization, and we use hydroponics and aquaponics and aquaculture to create... Uh, areas to supply fresh local food. And we also work in training um, the community in um, health and food literacy. And so we've all come together through our various different missions to create a a farm-to-fork chain and uplift local food in New Orleans. Well, that's very interesting. Um, You know, when we talk about things like food deserts, um, how do you address, is that part of what you're addressing? In other words, places where it's very hard for people who can't walk to Whole Food or don't have a car, how do they get food in their neighborhoods? And uh, how do we do this in an equitable way? Is, Is that one of the things you all are talking about? Definitely. It's actually one of the reasons we all got together. You know, New Orleans once was voted the best place for foodies and the worst food desert simultaneously <laughs> in the same year. 
year. And that tells us that people's experiences with food are not the same. Visitors and residents don't have the same relationship with food, and that's what we've been trying to change. So some of the work that we do, for example, fresh food delivery out into the communities, um, getting fresh food into corner stores where people do more of their regular shopping, all of these different initiatives are trying to um, level the playing field on food for everyone, so everyone in our community can have access to fresh local food. And are you also encouraging farm, well, farmers who are in either this community or communities around us? I know an awful lot of the citrus comes from uh, Plaquemine and St. Bernard Parish, and that, of course, is all free and, or, you know, fresh and good and uh, easy kind of access. Um, are there other farming initiatives that you all are doing? Well, part of the problem is it's not easy access for everyone. And so, yes, we are working to support local growers in developing additional market space. For example, um, Sprout Nola has worked with the Refresh folks to start a Monday farmer's market right in the parking lot at Refresh that neighbors can walk to and so they have more access to fresh local food. Um, We work to create local garden boxes where we're collecting food from all of the local growers, putting them in these boxes, and actually delivering them into neighborhoods where there's limited resources. So our work is definitely focused on both supporting the farmers and making sure that they have a way to distribute the good local fresh food that they're growing. Let me ask you this, and this probably has nothing, it might not have anything to do with what you're doing. In uh, Phoenix, Arizona, years ago, they used to have a program where if people had fruit trees in their yards, they would give permission for people to come and take the fruit off of the trees. I live in my backyard. There are three fruit trees, and my next-door neighbors have orange trees. And frankly... um, Sometimes we all collect the oranges and the limes and things that, and satsumas that come off the trees and bring them to local places that um, like food kitchens and places that are offering free food. But there's no organization, and I, I know this, well, at least I don't, I don't know it, but we tried to get in touch with people to say, what do we do with all this stuff falling off of trees? I mean, you know, things, we, we can't use up the oranges we have in my backyard. (laughs) I can't. Is there any kind of a a thing that in Phoenix they used to, like you would give permission and put your oranges out on the street or people could, if it was in the front yard, people could pick the stuff. Is there anything thinking about that? There's an awful lot of fruit in New Orleans, seems to me, that goes to waste off of... No, there's a map, actually, of... um trees that are uh, in public domain Mm -hmm. for New Orleans. And so they show things like common fig trees, common sensuma trees. So there is that out there. For, um, For trees in people's yards, You know, we have folks that donate to the organizations, and we often will send those to some of the food banks or some of the schools that we work with. So I think that's a great idea. Well, and I want you to give information because where you you can do it, because like I say, different in my neighborhood, we're talking about in my neighborhood, three or four 
houses in the block that we all, you know, we're putting things in boxes and taking them to, there's one place that offers uh, breakfast every Sunday morning, and we would take a big box there, and, you know, anybody who wanted it could take them. But, um, you know, we, we had hoped to maybe find something that was a little bit more organized. So can you give us some information how people can get in touch to find out, number one, what you all do and kind of what we, uh, what we the public can help you with? Sure. So uh, you can check out our website. It's recirculatingfarms.org, and there's specific information about the Growing Local Collaborative on our blog. And one way to get in touch with us is you can call us directly, 813-785-8386, or you can contact us through Facebook. Okay. Well, and your Facebook, what would you do? How, what is the name again? Give me the name one more time. I was writing it down. Our organization is Recirculating Farms Coalition. Our website is recirculatingfarms.org. And they can contact us at 504-515-0161 or through our Facebook, which is at Research Farms. Okay. Well, you know, I hope everyone who's listening to the show has taken that down uh, because it is something, it's important to know how do you, how do some people get food? It, uh, an awful lot of uh, the things we do on this show is talk about organizations and places where people who might kind of not be able to get out very easily can get food. And the thing about food delivery or uh, where you could very easily get some food, um, that's something you all are interested in too, isn't it? So I also wanted to mention um, that we sponsor a number of classes for mm-hmm. the community. Oh, good, good. Liberty's Kitchen has a, a big program working with Opportunity Youth in training them in the hospitality industry, and also Sprout NOLA and Recirculating Farms Coalition does a variety of classes for growers from backyard gardeners mm-hmm. to professional farmers, and also health-supportive cooking classes. And so those are things that the community can get involved with and participate in that help raise literacy on food justice as well. And then we also have farms that folks can come and volunteer at. Oh. We are regularly hosting Build a Farm Day all around the city and always need help planting trees, planting plants, and maintaining the farms. And so those are all great things um, for folks to get involved with and help us create more food in our city. And so the addresses and the things you've given us already would help, you, you know, you would know about all of this. So if someone is just interested generally in finding out about it and doing it, call it up. Look it up on Facebook and find out whether it's the thing for you or not and uh, and do it. That sounds wonderful. How did you get involved with this? I mean, is this so in your So I'm one of the founding members mm-hmm. of the Recirculating Farms Coalition, and our organization over the years has built relationships with these other groups that are in our collaborative. And over time, we realized that if we truly want to make food justice a priority in New Orleans, we couldn't each do it alone. Mm -hmm. And so each organization brings to the table a different skill and a different focus. And that's how we are able to work from farm to fork Um, on the food chain here in New Orleans. We each have a different piece that we concentrate on, 
and we coordinate together. And that's actually what the Humana Foundation. Hey, I was about to, to ask. Tell us about the Humana Foundation windfall. So shall we the say. Humana Foundation wanted to invest in this collaborative because we're working collectively um, in a coordinated way to improve health and food in New Orleans. If people want to be healthy, they have to have access to fresh, healthy food. And that's a challenge here in New Orleans, surprisingly. You know, New Orleans is known worldwide for our cuisine and our culture, but the experience of residents is not the same as the people who visit. And so we're specifically focused on elevating the quality and quantity of local fresh food in our community. Well, also the availability of it to people who don't have cars or perhaps can't get out to a, a large uh, venue, you know, uh, a big grocery store. Exactly. That's, that's well, and important. I also want to mention, so recently we've started working with Second Harvest Food Bank mm-hmm, as part mm-hmm. of the collaborative, and um, they bring in um, the immediacy of food access because they are collecting food and getting it out into the community to immediately address hunger needs. And well, so we've started working with them now, too, to um, add more fresh local food and um, make that more available to the people they serve. Well, that sounds wonderful. And I, I think many of our listeners would be interested, particularly in things like uh, just finding out more about not only how to get food, but how, how the thing works. So thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about this and this wonderful opportunity that you have. And I know in a few minutes we're going to be joined by someone else who is also doing things with you. Are you all working with Kingsley House as well to, to provide things? Because that seems like that would be a good venue. We're hoping to connect with them now that we have both been um, awarded this grant from Humana. Mm -hmm. We haven't reached out to them previously, so this is a great opportunity to expand the work that we've been doing. I think so. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, please send us some more information. And if you have any PSAs, we'll be glad to read them on the air. uh, Wonderful. Thanks so much for having me today. Thank you again. Bye-bye. We're now joined by Keith Lederman, CEO of Kingsley House. And Mr. Lederman, I'm very impressed. I have always been very impressed with Kingsley House. And I want you to tell our listeners what it is, where it is, what it does, and what it has, what it's going to be doing in the future, I think. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, Lynn, thanks so much for having me on, and uh, really a pleasure to, to talk with you today. Uh, excited about the, uh, the new partnership that we have with the Humana Foundation, uh, but just starting with uh, Kingsley House, uh, we go back pretty far, almost 125 years. Uh, we started in 1896 as the first settlement house in the South, so really the first community-based uh, service organization uh, in the Deep South and and here in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ever since that time, our mission has really always been around educating children, strengthening families, and building community uh, throughout the GNO area. Uh, so in a lot of historic firsts here, uh, far too numerous to mention, just highlight a, couple, a, a few of them. Uh, Kingsley House was the first professional child care 
in Louisiana. The first free kindergarten in New Orleans uh, was operated by Kingsley House. Uh, we started the first playground, if you can believe it or not, in New Orleans over on Gayen Street. Uh, and the first structured recreational programs and activities for children and youth, uh, which then became NORD. Uh, we started uh, the first program for the sight impaired in Louisiana, which morphed uh, into Louisiana's Lighthouse for the Blind, uh, and, and just so many other uh, historic firsts including the Tulane School of Social Work, the fifth oldest school of social work in the country, was first housed here at Kingsley House. So social work is a profession here in Louisiana uh, and in the Gulf South region has its origins right here on our historic campus in the Lower Garden District. Um, so lots of, lots of history, but today Kingsley House annually provides our nationally accredited and state certified, what we consider life transforming programs and services to more than 7,000 individuals and families throughout the greater New Orleans area. Uh, mm -hmm. And we do that primarily uh, through several different approaches. Uh, our early learning services, which is Head Start, Early Head Start, and Educare New Orleans, uh, and the Early Head Start Child Care Partnerships. Uh, along with our adult daycare for medically fragile adults, seniors, and veterans, uh, and our community and supportive services uh, programs uh, in which we have a really heavy footprint over at Columbia Park at the Bayou District uh, and that really amazing mixed-income community redevelopment. You know, I'm going to uh, stop you right there. I want you to give us contact information, and I hope all of my listeners who might be interested in any of the services that we've just discussed or uh, maybe volunteering, or maybe giving money or support of some kind. Get out your pens and pencils and take yeah. down what this yeah, gentleman is sure. going to tell you. How do we get in touch with you? Uh, how does it work? So it, how do you learn more about it? Do you have a Facebook presence, something like that? Yeah, we, you know, all the above. You know, our website is www.kingsleyhouse.org, O-R-G. Uh, and then you can link up from the website to our Facebook page and other social media vehicles. But really, you know, if anybody wants to, to call in and schedule time uh, to uh, talk about volunteer opportunities uh, or other ways of getting involved with Kingsley House, uh, the best way to, to do that would be to call our main number, 523-6221. And our operator can connect uh, folks with uh, either Etienne Lombard uh, or Donna Betzer, uh, and they can uh, they'd be happy to talk with folks about opportunities here. Well, it, but you thanks, know, thanks for the opportunity to plug <laughs> Kingsley House. No, I want to plug it. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to ask you to give keep that information handy because I'm going to ask you at the the very end of this to kind of give it again. Sometimes people, okay. when they're listening to something. You know, say, well, I'm, I'd be interested in doing that, and we'll write it down, and maybe not at the time. Tell me what, tell me about this new grant that you all are very excited about. It seems like a lot of money, and I hope it'll do a lot of wonderful things. Yeah, the Humana Foundation grant is is going to make a huge difference uh, in, in a whole number of ways. But uh, it, let me just kind of start by saying that at Kingsley House, uh, we utilize what we call our whole family approach, and it's a multi-generational uh, approach to 
really working intensively with young children uh, and their parents simultaneously to try to help break through uh, cycles of intergenerational poverty. Uh, and one of the things that you know really spurred our beginning conversation with the Humana Foundation uh, was that only 8% of the more than 700 families that are enrolled in Kingsley House's Head Start and Early Head Start programs are earning a living wage. Good grief. 8%. 8%? Say it again. 8%? 8%. So poverty, you know, poverty is the primary barrier that our families face uh, on the pathway toward trying to achieve and attain economic stability. So our Thriving Families Career Pathways Collaborative that the Humana Foundation is, is supporting was created directly as a result of the, that fact that 92% mm. of all of our participants are, who are earning less than a living wage uh, you know, really don't have the resources that are necessary to, to sustain their families, you know, to meet basic needs. And so, uh, in, in, you know, the, it's, it's a real kind of uh, conundrum here in New Orleans uh, in that income inequity is, is a pretty major social issue uh, in our community. And so uh, that's really what we're trying to face when it uh, and uh, address through our Thriving Families Career Pathways Collaborative. Uh, so, you know, it, it, other things that we know about our, our participants and just people in general who are living in poverty uh, here in New Orleans is that they really face a, a whole lot of barriers uh, to improving their household income. Uh, and that includes, you know, being unemployed or underemployed, uh, working in low wage, uh, kind of dead end jobs with, with little to no benefits, uh, lack of reliable transportation to get to and from work, uh, a lot of chronic health and wellness issues, and just, you know, the, the chronic stress that living in poverty creates. Well, uh, well, child care, for instance, for women is, you know, one of the major hurdles. It's huge, and that's, that's definitely a big part of our Thriving Families Career Pathways Collaborative. So, you know, in addition to being really thankful uh, to to the Humana Foundation for the grant for our partnership. Uh, it really allows uh, Kingsley House and our partners to provide a comprehensive, uh, extremely comprehensive array of resources, programs, and services that can adequately address uh, the, the job skill development, the career development uh, that so many of our families really need in order to uh, achieve economic stability. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's a, a collaboration for us uh, is the key to success for this Humana-supported uh, Thriving Families Career Pathways initiative. Well, uh, this is great. So, in other words, it's going to continue something that you all have been doing for a long time, but maybe just enrich, you know, help enrich it. And I don't mean yeah, we enrich were fortunate it. To, uh, Prior to partnering with Humana, we spent uh, the last year really working to, to cultivate and develop these uh, really amazing partnerships uh, with uh, other organizations uh, and agencies here on the local level. 
so, you know, when, uh, when we're talking about our partners uh, in this work, in addition to Humana uh, Foundation, DePaul Community Health Services, mm -hmm. that's the former Daughters of Charity, uh, they're providing community health navigators to assist and, and track our participants' uh, social, emotional, and health-related supports. Uh, and, you know, as we were talking about earlier, in terms of the factors that really contribute to uh, people being enmeshed in poverty, uh, this kind of individual support with health navigators can really remove a lot of the major barriers to uh, people's success in completing job training, certification and skills training and, and maintaining employment. If you're not sick, you can you can do all these things. But if you have chronic illnesses uh, it, it, you know that are going unaddressed, it can really cut into your ability to do that. And DePaul is doing some amazing work at helping to break down those barriers. Crescent City Family Services, another really important uh, partner in the collaborative, uh, and they operate a community action network uh, of leaders that helps to secure community resources, mm -hmm. but they really do, in addition to that, uh, some pretty major advocacy for the, the kind of larger systemic level changes that we need in our community. Uh, and, you know, Kingsley House, uh, our focus in the Thriving Families Career Pathways is with uh, the parents of our children who are enrolled in Kingsley House's early learning program. Uh, so those are those 700 plus families that we were referencing earlier, uh, where only 8% of the households of those families uh, is is earning a living wage. Uh, so you know there's uh, it, there's a, a number of other partners, including the Mayor's Office of Youth and Families uh, and the GED training uh, that they provide, along with Delgado Community College. Uh, we do job readiness training that's provided through Job One and the Urban League. Uh, we have patient care technician training with LCMC. We have information technology training no. for Operation <laughs> Spark. Uh, Sheridan Hotel is working with our participants around uh, developing hospitality careers. And we even have trade training, things like electrical and carpentry, yeah. uh, which can be really uh, you know, uh, income, uh, high income producing uh, through our partnerships with the New Orleans Building and Construction Trades oh, Council and their joint apprenticeship programs. So lots of strong partnerships that are going to really work uh, to help tackle the, the chronic uh, uh, intergenerational poverty that we uh, that we see not only with our participants, with, but with so many uh, of our fellow residents. Uh, in our community. But I see also <clears throat> you're helping the community because what some of the things you've mentioned are all things that are desperately needed in New Orleans and will yep. be needed in the future. So it's not just, well, we're going to help these people. You, you do help them and that's wonderful, but it also helps the whole, the larger community. Uh, without, without a doubt, you know, uh, we're a, a United Way community impact partner as well. And, uh, if you've seen uh, the Alice report uh, that the United Way puts out mm -hmm. every year, uh, Alice refers to asset-limited, income-constrained, employed individuals uh, in our area. And, and I think it's something like 45% uh, of all of the working people in our community fall into that Alice mm -hmm. category. Yes. 
and and so you know in addition to you know you can we have a, a very large amount of working poor uh poorly paid uh just uh folks hovering and then also a whole lot of people who are working kind of hovering around the margins of poverty uh it not so many people that we see who are working multiple jobs oh, yes, yes. Uh, for minimum wage uh, or or barely above that, uh, but no benefits and you know no sick leave or uh, really limited ability to to advance uh, economically. Yeah, and temporary uh, jobs. In other words, something that will last for a couple of weeks and then that's the end of it. Yeah, you know, sometimes that can definitely be the case. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've got a, a large proportion, more than 70% of the heads of households, yes. of, you know, for the, the young children that we serve in our high-quality early childhood development and education programs uh, that are working outside of the home. They're just working yes. uh, in, in really low-paying jobs. Uh, that really aren't geared towards developing and, and advancing careers. And, and, and that's a career, with, yeah. Our, that's what this whole initiative uh, it, that Humana is, is so generously supporting uh, and partnering with us on is is really going to work to reverse that, to change that trajectory um, for the, the parents and children of the families that we serve. Well, thank you so much for coming on and telling us about that. And I want you now to give us the contact information again, and I want people to pay attention. And if there's something that you think you could help with in some way, you listeners, please take this down and uh, contact Kingsley House. And even just go to visit. Maybe it'll be something that will open your eyes to uh, things going on, good things going on right in your neighborhood. Well, thanks, Lynn. And yeah, I mean, if if people want to find out more about our Thriving Families Career Pathways Initiative uh, that we've been talking about that's supported by the Humana Foundation, uh, they can connect directly with our program manager for uh, Career Pathways at 523-6221, extension 256. But, you know, folks, we love having people come by. Uh, and it, just to see our historic campus, our new Patrick F. Taylor campus right across the street. I love taking people over to our Educare School and Community and Supportive Services programs at Columbia Park at the Bayou District and Gentilly, uh, as well as visiting uh, so many of our early Head Start child, private child care partners throughout Orleans and Jeff Parrish. So it, just call our main number, 523 uh, It's uh, including for volunteer opportunities, and our operator can connect you uh, with all the right members of our team uh, who can set you up on the pathway for learning more about Kingsley House. And it's, it's worth your time. Well, thank you, Mr. Lederman. This has been Keith Lederman from CEO of Kingsley House talking to us about the wonderful things that have been done, and I thank you all for listening. This has thank been you, Public Lynn. Affairs. Thank you. Bye-bye. I appreciate you. Thanks a lot.